0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Fig Tree. Today is the twenty-eighth Monday, November twenty-eighth, twenty twenty-two. How are you? Praying your strength in the Lord. Uh, have another teaching, another warning, actually, on why you're left behind. I want to be obedient. This one was quite urgent, and I wanted to, to share this and be obedient to the Lord again. Why you're left behind? And honestly, on the theme here, a single theme actually: uh, those who hide, those who hide uh there are lukewarm christians out there and uh they are hiding there's actually quite a few things you can hide you can hide your mina you hide it you bury it uh you could hide your affection your allegiance your loyalty uh your time okay and and obviously your first love we talk about that a lot that's the most obvious one you know and this shows itself in many different ways uh, these are You're going to know them by their fruit, the Lord said, and the fruit can be hidden. You can resist the activity of the Lord. You can quench him. You can grieve him. You can insult the fruit production, okay? The Lord said you're going to know them by their fruit, and that he wanted that fruit to remain. Read about it. John, read about it. He wants your fruit to remain, okay? You can you can resist that fruit production, and honestly, this is the activity of God, and honestly, you can hide it, you can hide, you can resist God, you can fight him, it's not a good thing at all. We're gonna talk about this Yet in another way the Lord gives us words You want to pay attention to what he said We go by feelings and emotionalism And I just feel this or that We need to really pay attention To his words, to his exhortations Especially when he starts talking about salt And light And identifying that to us Specifically, so let's talk about it Um, Lord bless this word to To the praise of your glory, strengthen us Lord As we abide, as we serve you, as we follow you We want to be salt that is Filled with your power flavor Lord we don't want to hide that light. we're going to talk about that in a moment strengthen us to the praise of your glory in Jesus name. amen all right guys'm just going to jump right in here this is yet another warning okay uh, if you've been paying attention most of the teachings have been on warnings to one group all right the left behind okay and I, I I'm doing this for the Lord at this point I honestly, in everything that we do we're supposed to be doing that unto the lord you're going to run into trouble when you start doing things for other people you do it for the lord and it's everything if that's a bible verse do your homework and find it when when you do things you do it unto the lord you worship him in your actions your thoughts your deeds all right that's that good and acceptable worship that he's looking for okay that's how we worship the lord by the way okay uh yeah you can't fake it you can't fake salt uh, you, you you either have it, the first love You're either walking in a first love context Before the Lord or you're not That's going to show itself out You're going to know them by their fruit Just simply watch what they say They do, what they think Listen, okay And we're to be fruit inspectors of our own lives And God will help you with that So if you're confused about what salt is It's you Okay? Don't take my word for it. Let's, let's listen to what the Lord has to say. And again, academia is not going to talk about this. These grace-heavy, grace eh, they're not going to talk to you about the two outcomes of salt. What happens to the lukewarm? Okay. What happens to them? Well, they drift away. You're going to know it by their fruit. It's not mature. Listen to what happens to the fruit that is not mature. You can quench and stall the activity of God. You don't want to do that. Because when you do that, you're going to become unflavored. There's two outcomes to this salt. And if there wasn't two outcomes, God would have just said the salt is good and that would have been it. The salt's good. End of story. Wrap it up. Seal it. We're done. No. Okay? The salt has two outcomes. And you don't have to just listen to what I say, listen to what he says about this. We're going to jump right in here. I don't want to waste any time here because we are the salt. He also talks about light in the same paragraph here, and we need to pay attention to what he says because pastors won't talk about it. Uh, These are the cowards. These are the hirelings. They won't even need to stand up and tell the truth. Tell the full truth. Love will tell the whole truth, regardless of how you feel about it either. Okay, love will be hated, but we need to tell the truth and speak the way the Lord spoke, because this is what the Lord said. Remember, these are not my words. This is so important that this is, this shows up twice in the New Testament, New Testament vernacular. This is how we spoke about us, the salt. It starts off very good. Remember, salt is good. Okay, when God does something, he does it very good. But there are two realities to this salt and light. Matthew 5.13, you are the salt of the earth. I like the way that sounds. God would say of himself, I'm the light of the world. Okay, He's going to call us. You're the light of the world in a moment. Uh, Matthew 5.13, here, you are the salt of the earth. Well, that's great, Lord. Let's just wrap it up. Done deal. No, no, no. Okay, slow down. Pay attention, please. All right, throw the emotionalism out the window, please, for a second. Oh, the whole world wants to run with this ultra grace-heavy, grace, grace, yes. We're saved by grace through faith, gift of God, not of works, no one can boast. Amen. All right? Grace also teaches you to deny ungodliness. Jump over to Titus chapter 2, please. Learn what grace is, please. Grace and truth. Grace that is the battery of the Holy Spirit, working inside out. This grace looks like something, okay? It is the power of God, and it looks like something. It is salt of the earth. That's good. It's very good. Okay, but please listen to what happens to this salt and light, all right, you are the salt of the earth, but if another if clause, please pay attention when God throws out the ifs, it's not an oh it, it just the if just happened to appear here randomly. Christ doesn't know what he's talking about. no, no, we're just the salt of the earth. Let's just wrap it up, Lord. no please slow down and read what he said because we're living it in 2022. The whole world's jump, jumping into one big basket of a lukewarm hell. No fidelity, no allegiance, no spending time with God, no prayer life, no, no fellowship with the Lord. I'm not talking about humanism. Or some YMCA atmosphere. I'm talking. Are you spending time with the Lord? Do you know? Do you know Him? Does He know your name? Okay. Can you go back last week and take a look at that journal entry, that prayer diary, those tears that fell on the pages of John chapter ten? Okay. Do you know Him? Do you have time with Him? Well, we're, we're we're running out of time. Okay. If 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 if. If the salt loses its flavor, this is so important, it shows up twice in the New Testament. How shall it be seasoned? This is a question that God's asking. Maybe you're smarter than God. Maybe you know how to season salt that loses its flavor. That's why this shows up here. How shall it be seasoned? It's no small thing. It's so huge that he says, look, this is what happens to this salt that loses its flavor. It's not a small reality here. Let's just jump over to it. Oh, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, everything's fine. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about this or that. Let's talk about the salt, please, that loses its flavor. God says, how shall it be seasoned? All right. He says, it is good for nothing. This is how huge the reality is. If that salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It's so critical. You do, you want to abide in the Lord. There are two outcomes, two outcomes. All right, I wanted to talk about that because what are we talking about here? The departure of the first love. It is idolatry. That's the only thing that could, you want to be trampled underfoot? You don't have the Holy Spirit in you? You want to be good for nothing? You're quenching the Lord. You're grieving him. You're insulting him. You leave the protection of the narrow road. You quench the Lord and you don't stop. It's unrepentant 24-7 idolatry. You are the salt of the earth. Why didn't he just stop there? Why even give an if clause at all, Lord? Because there's dangers to play. You're on a narrow road. Jezebel's out there trying to jump around and get your distraction. Come over here. Come over here. God says don't look to the left or to the right. You stay put on that solid foundation. You don't run around. You don't go getting a taste at the buffet of the Vanity Fair, please. I don't care what these pastors say out there. You stay put because people are losing that flavor left, right, and center. Oh, well, it's okay to be lukewarm. It's okay. You don't have to do this. You don't have to. No, 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 no. You can lose that flavor. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said it. He would have just said salt is good. You're the salt of the earth. Let's just call it a big happy day. Okay? You can never lose your flavor. You're just the salt of the earth. Salt is good. End of story. No, God is very wise. You're going to know them by their fruit. In other words, fruit has flavor. Okay, you can smell an onion. The moment you peel that onion back, you're already getting a hit of that onion. Same thing with garlic. Flavor, flavor, more flavor. Okay? <sighs> Yet, we're okay somehow in the lukewarm vanity fair to be salt without flavor. God says it's so important to him. You will be thrown out, and it's the same thing. Cast the unprofitable servant out, John 15. All right, you're you're the you're the branch, but there's these branches that have a huge attitude problem with God. They don't want to bear fruit. Snip, they're cast out. It's all over the parables. But again, the reality will be, you know, you're going to be trampled. You you, you leave the protection of the narrow road. You you leave. You depart the Lord. You depart Him in your heart. It's a heart problem. There's something wrong with the heart, and this is where binge-watching TV comes in to play, because you don't just depart the first love, you fill it in with something else, all right? It is a departure. This is why Christians, (laughs) this is why the lukewarm are aplenty. They are everywhere, and no one wants to talk about it. We just defend the lukewarm hell, all right? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, my best friends, my spouse, uh, my 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 parents, my grandparents. This is the definition. Okay, you're going to fill in the blanks. You depart the love. You depart the first love, friends. You're going to start doing something else, and the enemy made it very very convenient. This thing is now you can put it in your pocket. You can binge watch TV anywhere you go. You used to have to go to your living room, you know, and you have a nice TV. And no, this is carry. You can now take it with you. Very convenient. This is wizardry. Okay? I talked about this. It, it's it's huge. Many can't break this wizardry that's over them. You're actually addicted, spiritually. There are literally principalities binding you. Some of you literally need to fast and pray. That's why you keep coming back to it. You can't put it down. Some of you need to ditch the cell phone, in all honesty. It's got a... It has power. Oh, well, that's just... No. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I told you before, the digital world is very connected to the spiritual reality. It can be used for good or evil. And evil is having a field day with most of us. I speak even the wise virgins. You're you're so oppressed. You're oppressed, depressed, addicted. This is why you can't pray, wise virgin. Uh, and honestly, this is why so many are lukewarm. Um foolish virgins you start off on the narrow road really really well and then boom you run into a brick wall a spiritual one where this is what you do with all your time your mind is in a net it's a net to steal your first love it is called idolatry modern day spiritual fornication right here right now in 2022 and no one cares very few we defend it in all honesty what's wrong with you you don't watch tv what's your problem oh, you're weird why don't you have a tv in your house that's There goes one of those freaks, those, quote, serious Christians, as if that's a label, as if that's a definition that you could throw on someone who has fidelity and honor and allegiance unto the Lord. This is darkness we're talking about. This is what people choose, and they choose it daily, okay? Look, instead of praying, instead of seeking Christ, you blank out, okay? You literally veg out. How is that not spiritual wizardry, okay? I mean, you're gone. It's like the hours pass... And it, well, what? Oh, it's, it's bedtime. It's Ten o'clock. Is dinner ready? Uh, dinner. Oh, okay. You can't even break for dinner. That's how strong the hold is. Please tell me that's not wizardry. We're talking spiritual warfare. All right. It is a net for your mind. All right. Not good. And I told you. Look at who owns that. All right. You don't want any part of it, especially if you're a wise virgin. Get off. Put it down. You don't need to be entertained to spiritual death. Okay, some of you are walking right into an abyss of darkness, and you don't even care about it. I care. That's why I'm on here warning. Okay, it will always lead to zero prayer. <laughs> That's the point. That's the goal. All right. It's to it's to quench an insult, grieve. And, and you only have so much time in the in the day, by the way. You only have so much time to power up in the Lord to, to go into the next day, because trust me, the next day, tomorrow has its own problems waiting for you, okay, for you to overcome. Where's the power going to come from? All right, is it going to come from this? Please, I, someone, I I need someone to answer that for me. Is it going to come from this? Because the lukewarm Christians will say yes, all right? You, again, you do what you love. There's a reason why people are lukewarm, and it just, it just doesn't happen overnight. They depart the first love, friends. This is exactly what it looks like. It's it's deliberate. It's a spiritual weapon against your prayer closet. You have so much time in the day to, sh- to show the Lord what he means to you. More importantly, the old man is there. You're feeding him. He's called a narrow road for a reason. The Lord said it would be difficult up front. Zero prayer. This is what we're talking about here. Zero personal fellowship with Christ. You're replacing it with this madness. All right. This is what I hear. You know, this is something that occupies my thoughts, and I sit before the Lord, and I put much prayer. What is going on? How is it that people can remain so lukewarm and stay there? Because, look, go ahead and read the account in Acts, the book of Acts. The 120 that were in the upper room, they were not bins watching TV. They were not. <laughs> they weren't. Well, fig tree, there wasn't TVs back then. Okay, let's just say they weren't at the Roman Colosseum 10 hours a day. All right? That would have been a big problem. Hey, let's go uh, share the faith with this person. Uh, oh, no, I, I have to stay at the Colosseum. the next fight is about to appear. I, I, I can't, And as you're eating food. They weren't doing that. They were in the upper room praying. I, help me, Father, please. This is what we've become. And you're a freak if you're not binge-watching TV, by the way. Look, if anyone does not love the Lord... Let that person be accursed. I didn't say that. Paul. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter sixteen twenty-two. Then he prayed Maranatha right after that, because that's where his love was. Lord, come. Paul, uh, these people that were running after Christ, they weren't addicted to entertainment. They didn't have a net around their soul. All right, this is wizardry. We're given many excuses for the lukewarm, and it, <laughs> I hear it in the spirit all the time. It, honestly, I mean, this is where we're at. The whole world is bound into this. There's so few of us left that actually have allegiance and fidelity in the heart. First love context. We There's a fire in our heart for God. It's not about going out there and going door to door to door to door. Some of us aren't even called to that. Some God calls you to prayer. Oh, I can't do that, Lord. Um, My favorite show is coming on. Zero allegiance zero prayer oh my favorite show's coming on I I can't pray look I know the world's in a pickle I I know there's about to be a shortage of like everything but I just have to sit there and my best show is on and suddenly the day is gone 365 24 7 the definition of what we've become here zero power And, and look this is not benign All right, this will lead you somewhere it will lead you to the lake of fire all right? It will steal your first love. Look at this. I want you to look at it, okay? Because this is what's going on spiritually. Your your mind and your spirit is bound into something else. It's called idolatry, and it's not neutral, okay? You fall into this trap, folks don't come out. The 120 that were in that upper room were not binge-watching the Coliseum in their time. They didn't. They weren't people of entertainment, okay? Especially addicted to it. I'm talking full-on enslavement. Dinner time. Oh, I didn't even realize. Oh, look at my clock here. Okay, well, and then you're eating dinner. You can't even sit at the dinner table. Your your head's turned to the other section. Just you're eating with one hand, and you're looking over there at the TV. It, it's bad, friends. It's real bad. Please. I wouldn't be talking about this if this wasn't an issue. If you're left behind, this is why. Okay, because your heart, soul, mind, your spirit is worshiping something else. This is an altar. God gave them up. This has become an actual altar. For folks, I'm talking to the, I'm talking to those who call themselves Christians. Oh, you go to church, put some money in the arm. No, 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 that's not Christianity. That's 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 not okay. It's not. God wants more than your two cents once a week. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. It's quite simple. It's not rocket science. He just wants your first love. The enemy knows it's pleasurable to watch this or that. You have to die to self. It's called being a disciple. Stop being entertained. We're undisciplined. Lukewarm Christianity doesn't know a penny about prayer and fellowship with God. Sacrificial prayer. Waking up in the morning and spending time with the one you love the most. That's what I'm talking about here. It has nothing to do with binging out. This is what they do. I'm talking to Christianity. I'm talking to mainstream Christianity here, okay? These people that think they're Christian—they're Christians in name only. Right? They honestly think they're a Christian because they call themselves that. Oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Great, even the demons believe in tremble. What's the difference between you and a demon? Well, I'll tell you what the difference is. The difference is you're going to spend time with Christ as your first love. You love him, and you actually spend time with the people you love him. That's just basic, I'm talking basic, fundamental Christianity. We're into this I feel language, this emotionalism language. My grace teacher, I don't care what your grace teacher tells you, all right? i right. I'm, I'm, no, academia has got it very wrong, especially the mainstream pastors. These mega-celebrity watchmen and pastors, they, they're not talking about turning from sin. They're not talking about allegiance. They're not talking about heart language, the first love that you can and will depart from. Most have including the elders, including the pastors, even the missionaries. We're all south on this. Most, God said it would be narrow, difficult, and few. And the reason why is because you have to overcome this material. And people can't do it. All right? He said, no one can serve two masters. You are serving something else. You're pleasuring yourself to death. And you don't even know it. This is what we become. And we will defend the lukewarm hell. We'll defend it to the bitter end. We will normalize it. It is a lukewarm nightmare. I even hear it. You know? (laughs) Laodicea now defended as well. I was talking to someone the other day. Like, yeah, the Church of Laodicea is now being normalized. That's normal. It's so bad now that when someone does share their faith, okay, if you actually share your faith with with someone, right, now you're radical, okay? (laughs) It's not radical. That's normal. That's good old-fashioned, ordinary Christian behavior. You are a normal Christian. Congratulations. You share your faith with someone. That's not radical. That's just normal. That's plain behavior. You'd fit right in with the early church. Nowadays, in 2020, you're a radical, um, serious Christian, they'll call you. Oh, you're just one of those radical freaks, okay? No, you're ordinary. You are a plain, ordinary Christian. Great. You'll fit right in, all right? To our generation, you're a freak. If you share your faith with one person, okay? You actually have to hide what you do among Christians or those who call themselves that. No, you're just normal, okay? You fast and pray? Maybe you get on a prayer schedule where you seek the Lord in the morning, sacrificially, okay? Your spouse or your husband, they're gonna call you a freak. Oh, you're weird, what are you doing? That's a Christian calling you weird. All right, no, 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 you're not weird. That's ordinary Christian behavior. That's a spirit-filled temple of the Holy Spirit. That's someone who's running after the Lord. You're normal. Problem is, your spouse, your friends, your parents, they're lukewarm. I'm just speaking very plain today because this has to be said, all right? We're in a pickle, okay? Nationwide, we are in a... (laughs) It's real bad, okay? And we are normalizing the lukewarm reality. That's, That's good to be lukewarm. You start fasting and praying, you're radical. You're a freak. All right, that's coming from those who think they're Christians, okay? When someone maybe you're just praying. Maybe you, you get on a disciplined prayer schedule or you're seeking. That's very good, by the way. You should have a disciplined prayer schedule. That should be the first thing on your menu. Not calling up your buddies when you're in a pickle or talking to this person over there. No, you need to hit your knees and you need to have a time with God scheduled. He is the most important person you'll ever meet right here and now, while you're alive. No one even comes close to that but yet that's the last thing on our schedule, okay? We can't meet with the Lord. We can't, oh, no, no, no. Then you have to hide it from your spouse or your, your parents or your maybe your friends. They can't know that you actually meet with God because then you're a radical freak among Christians. This is how bad the lukewarm hell has become. Oh, the gloves are off today. I don't have time to cuddle anyone. It's so bad right now. I even hear this. Laodicea gets to heaven. Lukewarm gets to heaven. Everyone does, Right? Authentic Christianity, what, what happened to it? Well, authentic Christianity is just not normal among the lukewarm church, all right? What's normal is this TV watching. That's normal. How dare you pray and seek God? You're making me uncomfortable. Can you please stop praying? But if you're not forsaking that all, this is idolatry. It's right here. It's very simple. If you can't forsake the all, You cannot be my disciple. Well, good. I don't want to be a disciple. That's a serious Christian. Uh, You know, those disciples are, they're not lukewarm. They're just, they're too radical. These are the guys that are one spirit with the, I don't want that. I, I don't want to be his disciple. Then you're going to the lake of fire. You go. There are no third or fourth tier vanity fair Christians that just, oh, it's my pants on fire. Christianity, that's been invented, friend. There are no lukewarm Christians that get in. They're rejected and vomited academia won't teach it. The grease heavy teachers won't do it. They won't. They, they, they don't believe the material, okay? They're in trouble. You're in trouble if you're teaching against it, because this is what he says. Forsake all. If he didn't want you to forsake all, he wouldn't have said it. And it's all over the New Testament. You won't be his disciple. If you love father, mother, sister, brother more than me, says the Lord, you love these things. Those are your idols. You can't put down the TV controller. Okay, You're obsessed with other things. I'm telling you, it won't and well for you i have no incentive i have no incentive to come up here on youtube and say the same thing over and over again i don't it's for the lord okay salt is good it says it in luke it says it in matthew it's good and right after he says it's good right after he says you're the you're the salt of the earth he goes into saying but if that salt has lost its flavor how shall it be seasoned how it can't if the salt loses its flavor it, that's a huge action that's why god gives a huge if here it's unflavored salt it's 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 an aberration of reality you choose another road it's not the narrow road you choose another road god's asking you since you're so smart drifter wanderer backslider oh since you've got it all over there how shall it be seasoned when you keep making continual, unrepentant choices and decisions that quench, grieve, and resist the Lord? You're not about fruit; you're about quenching Him. The fruit, it doesn't reach maturity. Okay, God has to remove you. You're so far off the narrow road; you won't come home. In the prodigal son, the parable, the prod- the prodigal son came home, but you won't. So since you're so smart, since so since you're so smart, how does the salt? Regain that flavor. God's asking you that. Okay, it's a choice to go off the narrow road, and you keep making the same choice. 365, you keep, you wake up, and you. how do I get more of the Vanity Fair? How do I spend all my time not praying, not fellowshipping, fellowshipping with God? No Bible reading, no allegiance, no fidelity, all right? This is where we're at. This is why you will be left behind. It's the same story. I keep saying the same thing. He goes on here, Luke 14. You are the light of the world. Listen. You're the light of the world. Great. This is right after he talks about the salt being good and the salt losing its flavor. Okay, It's cast out. Cast the unprofitable servant out. That salt lost its flavor. That doesn't happen overnight. Okay. He says, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill. Okay? So this is beautiful. He says the same thing again. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. That's what he's saying. This is not my words. He said that. It can't be hidden. So we've established that. right? It can't be hidden. I want you to look at what he says next. Look at what he says next. All right? The city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they put a light, nor do they light, sorry, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. Okay? A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. It's impossible. I mean, it's a city full of light. All right? You put that light on a hill, it can't be hidden. It's too bright. That's what he's saying here. You put... A city, and in cities there's light, okay? Look at this. And you put that at the top of a hill, it's going to put out even more light. And then he goes right into saying something very strange. Why would he say this? Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. Someone or something is trying to hide the light. Why would he do that? Seriously, I want you to ask, why would he do that? Why would anyone in their right mind try to hide a light? The whole point to a light is for it to shine, right? Why on earth would anyone want to hide your light? It's so beautiful. It's such, it's almost poetic. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Oh, that sounds so great. And then he goes into this, now do they light a lamp and put it under a basket? You don't do that. You don't take a basket and go to hide that light. That's why he says, nor do they do it. God is saying, I put my lights, I put them on a hill. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. It is impossible. He says you're the light of the world. It's impossible to have But then he goes into the, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. You're the one putting a basket over your own light. Why would a Christian do that? Unflavored salt would do it. And it takes time the lukewarm do this every day every day you hide your light It's it's an aberration it should not be he wouldn't say it he would not say that it's a reality unless it's a reality academia says oh that's impossible no one could ever put your light in a basket that's impossible Lord he just said it it's a reality it happens you don't want to put your light in a basket this isn't good it's not the only time that he said it either all right. He also said this in Revelation 2. It's not the first time that God talks about lamps and lights that are removed. All right. Revelation 2. Remember therefore from where you fall and repent, do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly. It's not a stranger coming to you. It's God. Christ will come to you. He will visit you. And it's not something that happens overnight. Many are given over to a depraved mind, okay? You're not abiding. You drift and wander. You backslide. You return to darkness. You go back to the dog's vomit. You're a, you're a two-master Christian. You're a Hebrews 6-4 Christian. You want a little taste of that, God. You don't want a taste over here, and then you're running back and to and fro. God says, you've fallen, all right? Do the first works. Go back to what you had in the beginning. Go back to abiding and praying and seeking. Go back to the fellowship. Go back to the intimacy that we had, okay? Or else I will come to you quickly and remove you. Why would he remove your lamp? Your lamp. He just told you. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. No one wants to put your light in a basket, but you do. You keep quenching him. You keep grieving him. You deny the Lord your time, your allegiance, your affection. I just read it to you. You know, let, let those who do not love the Lord be accursed. He says here, You fallen, repent and do the first works. Okay, I will come to you quickly and remove your lamp from its place unless you repent. Folks won't repent. They don't have to stay a lukewarm Christian. Being lukewarm is unflavored salt. The, starts, the salt starts off good, all right? It's good, but if that salt loses its flavor, you go into this hiding your light, putting it under a basket, hiding your mina, burying it in the soil, okay? You're ashamed. It's not good. You're a Laodicean, lukewarm Christian, and these mega watchmen, these mega pastors, you know, um, it's, it's, it's quite sad. They won't talk to you about these realities of these folks who are going back to the darkness, 2, 5, and 10, but the, 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 the servants that have the one it they hide it. It's the same story. all right. They hide something they don't want. all right. And there's many reasons why people don't pray. They, they don't want to seek the Lord. There is no fellowship with God. It's quite sad, and we're told to resist that. We are told to fight against that, okay? Endless hours on social media, endless hours watching TV. It's what you do for fun, for entertainment. And some of you, it's a a hobby. It's a career. This is what you do, and you quench him. You effectively, you do this. You put a basket over your light. God is looking for a return on you. Well, that's a serious Christian. No, it's just called being a Christian, okay? It's just called being a Christian, Endless hours doing other things. It's just called being a born-again follower of Christ, okay? And when you do other things, when you quench him, you are... It's not good. It's it's, it's its horrendous, friends. its It's a nightmare. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. He wants your light. That's you, by the way. That's the investment of the Holy Spirit in you but when you go into quenching him and grieving him and resisting him you want to put that light and let's put a basket over it i'm ashamed of the lord let's take my only talent you know what i'm not able bodied i can't do anything all right look i'm not able bodied I'm, I'm there are so many of us who can't do anything outwardly that others we can't run 10 miles a day we can't go door to door you know there are those of us you can pray you can seek God you can you can have a a robust and and brilliant prayer life you can seek God in this you can there are online things you could do please cut me a break God says let your light so shine before men it's not about doing it's about loving him the doing comes later and honestly the doing is a part of loving him okay Be a doer and not a hearer. Love God with your deeds, with your thoughts. Okay? It's allegiance. I'm talking first love. I'm not talking about spiritual prostitution and whoredom. I'm not talking about the book of Hosea and being a spiritual gomer. Okay? Read Hosea. God told his man to go marry a harlot. All right? Marry her and have children with her. That's how bad it was. Yet here in 2022, okay, the vanity fair is everywhere. Gomers are running around thinking they're Christians because they attend a once-a-week church. I'm telling you, it's so bad. It is horrendous. Okay? Let your light... So, well, that's works. I, I, I don't have any light to shine. And, well, shining is works too, so I, I can't do that. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to give God glory either. I don't, the good works were mentioned here, so I, I, now I need to go into a panic attack, right? Because works are mentioned. Don't be a fool, please. This is where people are. I, the gloves are off, by the way. If this offends you, there's a red unsubscribe button. All right? Because the Vanity Fair is everywhere. There are gomers running around 24-7. And these gomers are saying, by the way, be a gomer too. I want you to be a gomer. Creating a, a son of hell. Twice the caliber of you are. I want you to be a gomer. That is the lukewarm hell. It's a lukewarm hell. All right? No prayer. No fellowship no accountability you have drifted and wandered way off the narrow road but god bless you you'll show up on a sunday church church oh yeah you'll show up put some money in the offering plate and then go right back to a monday through saturday lukewarm hell and call yourself a christian you're so gone zero prayer life zero fellowship with god a gomer spiritually and it will be defended all right the mainstream pastors will defend the gomers that are out there they will and they are they always do because it's like 99% of those who give them tithes and offering, There's a personal um, measure of wanting to protect their 501c3 mortgage. I get it. It's wicked to the core. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I get the pressure, but it's still wicked. It is beyond an abomination. Trust me. Okay? We are in huge trouble. This is why there's not going to be this. All right? Diesel's going to go away. All right? And and it's, it's not just that. So much is coming. It's called the Great Tribulation. And there's a reason why God brings it. It's because it's the only way he can reach the world. It's not just an American problem. It's everywhere, okay? The gomers are running the show. They're everywhere, all right? And now if you're praying, now if you're sharing your faith with one person a week or whatever, you're a freak of nature. Why? Because you're not a gomer, all right? It's bad, and that is why you're left behind. If you are a Christian, all right, and you're left behind to see mushroom clouds, and things are really bad, and you're wondering what is going on, this is why, friend. This is why, You have no allegiance and you have no love for God. You sit down and you binge watch, and you binge watch, and you binge watch. This is your God. Okay? Period. End of discussion. And then you do the Sunday thing for 15 minutes, and then you go right back to the spiritual whoredom. All right? Love warns, and love will tell the truth. I have no incentive to come on here and beg you to return to your first love. Okay? I have enough going on in my life. Enough. Very difficult. All right? I'm begging. This is your God, and you need to repent and come out of it. Spend time with the person you claim to love. Be a doer. I don't care what you're saying. I'm a, I don't, I, it's, it doesn't mean anything. When the Son of Man returns to the earth, will he find faith? When, when Daddy shows up, he's coming, and he's looking for one thing called love. This is very upsetting to talk about because it's so rudimentary. It's so fundamental. And the enemy has messed this up. And he's got a whole bunch of pastors, hirelings, folks who, can, who don't even understand the left from the right, who will tell you, hey, did you pray the prayer? Did he pray the prayer? Well, then you're one and done. You are one and done. You are good. You don't need to pray. You don't need to fellowship. No, no, no. That's just what the serious Christian God said, forsake all. He said, if the salt loses its flavor. He talked about unprofitable servants. He talked about wicked and lazy servants. He talked about people hiding their talent in the ground. He talked about people that that departed the first love and didn't come home. He talked about servants that are lukewarm, that he vomits them out. Every parable he gives, there's always a warning. But the gomers, the gomers are calling the shots. And they're telling you, you need to be a gomer. That's your best life now. You can be a gomer, you can never pray. Oh yeah, you'll get to heaven with your pants on fire, a a message straight from hell. Really, I want to know where that came from. Pants on fire Christianity, it it is the worst thing ever. Friend, we, the early church, it says that there was godly fear in the 120. Read about the book of Acts. I want you to do a search on how fear was present. All right, New Testament, Ananias and Sapphira. What what happened to them? Okay, there was godly fear. You didn't want to mess around with the Lord. You certainly did not want to be a Gomer. I'd like to see if that would fly. Okay, no fellowship with God, no prayer, no allegiance, no fidelity. How would that fly? You would be one without power. You'd be salt without flavor. You would be you would be cast out, trampled underfoot by men. You would be a Samson. You would be a soul without power, okay? You are one trying to hide your light with a great big basket. That's your basket. And 24-7, you make a career decision to hide it. Friend, it will not end well. Well, fig tree, why do you keep warning? Because love warrants. You're hiding your light. You're denying the Lord of glory, your first love. And I don't care what you're saying. I don't care what you're doing on Sunday, all right? What I do care about is what, how you're spending your time. And you only have so much of it. And you will be held accountable for the time that you spend. It will matter. It will matter. You can't say that you love the Lord and you don't pray. <laughs> you just can't. You I love the Lord and that's why in Matthew twenty five he's saying, Who? Who I don't know you. He says, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. That's what he says. The one called grace and truth telling you I don't know you. Is he lying? Maybe he's just maybe you're wrong, Lord. You know, maybe you're without information about these people. No, he knows exactly what he's saying. I don't know you. That is the intimacy that he's looking for. Okay? It's just balance, friends. Are you talking to him? Do you care? Do you love him? I'm talking. This is so basic. It's lost. Academia has gone crazy. It's not one and done. It's not. Take a good look. That's our God in 2022. And the enemies made it very convenient. Handheld entertainment right in your pocket. This is your first love. It will be defended by Christians. Some of you will reject it. I don't care. I'm I'm obedient to the Lord, I will serve him first and I will do what he tells me to do, or strive to do that. All right? I confess my sins daily. The Bible says to confess your sins before the Lord that He's faithful and just to forgive, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. How are you going to confess? How are you going to repent without praying and seeking God in personal one on one fellowship with him? If that doesn't happen, if this machine called prayer doesn't happen, how are you going to grow in the Lord? Well, I don't care about growing. I'm one saved, always saved. I'm under grace. No, it matters. He told us to be a doer. And it's really scary. All right when your prayer life and this is what it comes down to I've been this is a message that is 3 months in the making okay because I'm like where does it start lord where does it start all like how does it it's the prayer life when it reaches zero your every waking thought for more this or more that or more entertainment and I have to go over here I got involved in myself in this group I got to get uh worked up over this group over here and and your oh friends your speech is devoid of prayer. What did God tell you last week? What are you chewing on today? What did God speak into your heart today? Oh, there's nothing there. Your, the bank account is empty. There's not even a penny there. Your fellowship with God is so dry, it's, it's arid. I can go over there and scoop up 10 pounds of dirt. That's how dry the reservoir is. There's nothing there. There's no water. He's called the fountain of living water. not this fountain of nothing. Friends, this is as basic as I can get it. You're super lukewarm, no fellowship with the Lord, not even a desire to do it. This is the reality. This is our friends and loved ones, my family and yours. These are spouses. These are grandpas. These are these are church. These are pastors. I don't care how many missions trips you take. I don't care how many airplanes you take to go this way. And you're so busy for the Lord, and you're super lukewarm, dead. It's a refusal to pray and seek the Lord. And love will warn, friends. This energy you're hearing, it's not just me. It's love for the Lord. It's, I'm telling you, this is serious. And this is why judgment's coming, okay? The unprofitable servants will always be cast out because you're doing something very dark and you're doing it intentionally, okay? You are literally quenching the light of the Holy Spirit by choosing spiritual fornication. It is called idolatry. You love something else. It's very simple. Just stop. Just stop seeking God, stop praying, stop it. You fall out of love, and you stay. You don't repent. Look, you can repent. It doesn't have to be the the brilliant. The brilliance with this is that you can change today. You can change today. You could change your reality today. Say, God, I'm sorry. You know, I need to get right with you. I want to. And you you form a prayer schedule. You get serious with God oh well that's no it's not works don't be a fool okay because anything worth anything that's precious to you you're going to spend time with talk about a, a mother with her newly born child she's not going to meet the child once a week for 10 minutes it this is very very simple this is why i'm a little upset to talk about this we've lost it we have gone astray in the extreme the enemy is always looking for new ways to help you hide your light with a basket. Right? There's only a million ways to do it. Okay. You are the salt of the earth. But if that salt loses something very precious, it means you can lose something. Well, I'm once saved, always saved. Again, completely irrelevant. It doesn't exist. It is a fabrication made from the hottest pits of hell, energized by evil spirits strong ones playing the whole mass of you for complete fools I didn't say this he says this twice about the salt and if it loses something how shall it be seasoned God's asking you that question that's how huge this is Losing your flavor is a choice. It's a premeditated choice. You keep choosing it over and over and over. 50 years, 40 years, 30 years. Uh, your whole life, you lose the flavor while attending church. Some money in the offering plate. You go back to a lukewarm hell Monday through Saturday. No prayer. No fellowship. I'm talking zero. It's not even in your vernacular. It doesn't exist. Your your language is without the fountain of living waters. Your affection is dry. There's nothing there. And you think you're good. You're not. Because God says, he says it. If the salt loses something, the flavor, it's good for nothing but to be thrown out. And Luke, it says, you're not even fit for a dunghill. That's a place of animal waste. I keep saying the same thing. It's not said anymore. Dunghill. That's animal waste. All right. You're not even fit for that. You're not Please, I'm not making it up. Please read your Bible and know it. Stop going with the whole emotionalism language, okay? Because these warnings aren't going to continue forever, all right? Be ready. I've warned on this, okay? A dark winter is here. It's here because we're in in full-on rebellion against God, and it won't stop. The lukewarm won't stop. They're completely out of control. The gomers are running the show, and everyone believes it, all right? Soon gas and diesel won't be available, all right? It won't be. Your reality's here. Good morning. Alright? It is upsetting. Because it doesn't have to be this way with the rebellion, but it won't stop. God will send correction. He's just that. He's faithful, he's true, he's good. Alright? It's here. And it's not going to stop. And it's going to get worse. Why? Because infidelity is is running to show. Alright? The time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. If it begins with us verse. What will be the what, what? What will happen to those who don't obey? It's not going to go well for you. You won't follow God. You won't seek Him. You won't have. An, you won't fellowship with Him. I'm not talking about humanitarian humanism where you're fellowshipping at a YMCA with other people. I'm talking about prayer. It is basic. It is fundamental. And when prayer goes south, that's the, that. That starts the domino effect. Okay. God has held His peace on this, and it's not. You can't force anyone to bend a knee. You can't force anyone to love the Lord. You can't. It takes time. It takes time. And I've been obedient, okay? There is a net. This is a net for your soul. Get off it. All right? And pray. Fast and pray. Some of you are bound massively. Be a doer, not a hearer. I'm deeply concerned. This is love. It takes a lot of love to jump on here and keep sharing the same warning over and over and over and over again. Some of you won't learn. It's so sad. It's why you're left behind. You're going to see mushroom clouds and very terrible things. All the while academia is saying you're once saved, always saved, and lukewarm hell is okay, and pants on fire Christianity is the way to go. It's not. You're in so much danger. It's not even funny. Don't hide it. Repent. If that's you, repent hard for it. Repent confess. Uh, By the way, that takes prayer. If you don't have a prayer life, you're not repenting, friends. Prayer is simple communication before God. If you can't pray, you can't repent. For months, I've. where does it start, Lord? Where does it start? Prayer. You stop talking to God. You stop talking to Him. It starts there. You literally put a basket over the Holy Spirit, and you quench Him. And I can't whisper that. I'm sorry, maybe you can go through this teaching and whisper it. I can't, because this is real. There are people putting baskets over the light of the Holy Spirit, and you want to know why you're 100 miles off the narrow road, why you're in trouble, why you're depressed, why there's all these problems, why there's no power, why you can't overcome this or that. You can't do it because you don't have the power. You're quenching him, and you won't come home. You won't repent. You think You actually think it's okay, because the gomers are telling you it's okay. It's not. It's not. Love warns. Love warns. Love warns. I'm not going to watch you go straight to hell without warning, okay? I'm just not going to do it. Maybe some other people will. Not me. I've warned, and I've warned, and I've warned, and folks won't believe. Fine. That's your choice. These warnings are going to stop real soon. Real soon. Especially when that hits. Forget about it. It's over. Actually, it's the beginning of the Great Revival, and maybe you'll repent then. Maybe that's what it's going to take for some of you. Actually, it will. That's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. You know? Be well. Follow him. Abide. Be salt. Ever hear the saying? If you're worth the salt, be salt. Be what you're supposed to be. Follow him with allegiance. Don't offer him vanity fair. Don't offer him vomit by returning to that and being a Hebrews 6.4 Christian. Chapter 6, verse 4. Read about it in Hebrews. Don't do that. Don't be a Second 2 Peter 2.20 person, okay? The warnings are going to stop really soon. I'm not the only one warning on this. There's a whole lot of us shouting, return to the Lord. The great tribulation is coming. You can see it now. And uh, And there are people out there trying to be a gomer to the best of their abilities instead of seeking God all right. Keep abiding in the Lord. Follow him. Do not be salt that loses its flavor. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out. I didn't say that. Cast the unprofitable servant out. I didn't say that. John chapter 15 verse 1. These people who don't want to bear fruit, they're cast out. I didn't say that. I can go. I could go three hours just on the warnings alone. You'll be trampled. All because you didn't want to abide in the Lord. You wanted to be salt without flavor. You wanted to be lukewarm. You wanted to be a spiritual gomer. One who is bound to TV, and you won't stop. You're addicted, and you're wasting your time. Your allegiance and your affection is being bound to something else. Your first love is way gone. These are idols. And you don't even care about it. I do. Be well. Be salt. Be light. Abide. Follow him so that... Because you're abiding in him. You actually like God. You actually care about him. And you show it by praying and and remaining and nurturing that oil. You're not throwing the oil out the window. You're nurturing it. How do you nurture oil? You keep it lit. You keep... You stay hot for God. You are on fire. You, do, you, It's a relationship. It's a relationship. And we don't know that anymore. No, it's not 10 minutes on your Sunday. It's Monday through Sunday. You're in love and no one can tell you anything different. All right. That's love. Love doesn't have a cap or a ceiling on that. You're in love. You spend time with the people you love. Basic. Basic.